Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mama is over, but here on Post Show Recaps, we are just getting started. My name is Grace. We have finished watching Dark, and so we are watching time, travel, movies. Uh, I'm not alone, though. First, uh, I found this person in a hut outside in the woods. This is DM Philly. Philly, how you doing? Hello. Uh, I'm so good, Grace. Yeah, I'm bonjour. so good. Yeah, you're good? Yeah, I'm excellent. I'm really excited to talk about this today. Uh, it was a delightful little pick, so I'm psyched to get into it. It's good. Uh, we are not alone. Um, somebody, it's luckily we got them the day before their operation. It's Ariel. Ariel, how you doing? Salute. Salute. Yeah. Salute is, is salute hello? Is this bye? I think. I think it's both. Is, it, is like it? It's like aloha? Is it yeah. like aloha? I feel like aloha. a lot of pressure now because I feel like I need to know. I'm Canadian. So I feel like, oh, it's hel- hi. Yeah. Okay. All Do right. you just say Canadian to each other? <laughs> so, no. Okay. Is it Canadian hello? toast like Hawaiian toast? Is that Oh, it? I think that's oh, nice. I mean, I get French. I was going to say French toast, but that clearly is not. That's yeah. No, that's. I think it's adjacent, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, poutine is the most. I think Canadian toast is just poutine. Love a poutine. I agree with that take. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. We watched Petit Mama. This is a uh, film number two. Last week we watched Primer. This week, this was my pick. And uh, I said last week that uh, the person who picked it, I think, qualifies it a little bit as to why they picked it. But before we like, I'll I'll give a brief recap. I don't think there's a whole lot to this movie, but I think it does have dark energy and it also doesn't have dark energy. But first, Rich, this was uh, your first time watching it. What'd you think? I thought it was delightful Um, where we talked about primer last week and I got so kind of entranced by the mechanics and, and all of the elements of the hard science of it. This was like such the other side of the coin. I thought it was like this really wonderful kind of musing on youth and family and connection. It like just the vibes were tremendous. I really thought it was wonderful and appreciated it. Doesn't care about the science whatsoever. How does this work? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ariel, this is your uh, at least uh, you know you've seen this movie before. Uh, yeah. But what do you think of, uh, of of your rewatch? Just my second time, unfortunately. Uh, I'd seen it. I was lucky enough to see it in theaters. Right, I think it was right around the time you had seen it. And um, yeah. it's it's funny this time watching it. I was kind of like looking for the thing, and I remembered the major gist of it. But I was like okay, but now, and like my brain, at first my brain was shut up and I was like, shut up, shut up, just enjoy the movie. You know, you're going to enjoy it. Um, it really is such a sweet, sweet movie. And I think that's, you know, that's that sounds a little bit of a bland, like a little bit of a bland word, but it really is so kind. It's like a, a warm hug that the movie gives you, just like these these wonderful uh, characters and, and twin actresses give each other. I loved it even more this time, or I guess the first time the the twist makes me like it a tad more than I liked it the second time, but it totally holds up. 
and I'm really glad that you that you picked it. Yeah, I think it's a uh, fun. I mean, there's lots of ways I could have gone with the pick, and a lot of people, you know, watching Twelve Monkeys or Interstellar or something like that. And I just feel like this is the most me movie. If Dark is like one of my favorite, probably my favorite scripted TV show, this one I think this this movie, I just loved it when it came out. I definitely think to your point, Ariel. Like I think. Um, it's very fun to rewatch when you know the the premise, but I don't think anything quite beats that realization that it's uh and, and I think like the name kind of gives away, but I still don't think you exactly see how it's going to, to work in terms of uh, the actual mechanic of the film, but just to give a, a brief recap, a, a little qu- uh, plot recap. So Nellie has just lost her maternal grandmother and they go to um, her her um, mother's childhood home and her grandmother's home to basically clean it out, empty it out um, and get ready to, to take everything after her uh, grandmother has passed away. And her mother is seemingly very, um, you know, um, you know, is, is, is grieving the loss of, of her mother. Um, They hang out the night uh, before, but when she, when Nellie wakes up in the morning, her mother, uh, Marion has uh, left early, essentially. I think it was too much to be at the house. And um, she'd always talked about this hut that she built out when she was a kid. So Nellie goes to try and find it and finds a girl her own age who looks a lot like Nellie. Um, this is Marion. And um, they build this uh, thing together. Um, Nellie explains that she's visiting after the death of her grandmother. Marion talks about that her own grandmother, uh, whose name Nellie has passed away recently too. And that um, we, we slowly find out that um, Nellie, as she returns to the house, uh, to Marion's house, realizes that this is this is her grandmother's house. Um, she does return home and she sees her father who's still still there. Um, she goes another time out to the woods and sees her mother again. They continue to build the fort um, and um, learn that Marion is going to have an operation um, uh, so that she doesn't have the same disease that her mother has. Um, they spend all this time together just bonding to being in plays, building the fort, et cetera, et cetera. Although Marion is not necessarily always allowed to go play outside because of the condition. Um, Nellie does tell Marion that she believes that she is her daughter, that she comes from the future. Um, and she brings Marion to her grandmother's house. Um, and, um, and the two are interrupted by Nellie's father who says that they finished early and they're going to move. They're going to go back home. And Nellie asks if they can stay one more night. Uh, um, and, uh, and so they do. And it's Marion's birthday party and it's very sweet. Um, and uh, they celebrate the birthday party uh, the following morning. Marion prepares to go to the hospital um, and uh, they say goodbye. Um, they hug. And then when um, Nellie returns to the house, her mom is there waiting um, and they say each other's names. And it's very cute. And uh, that's Petit Mama. What's the headline, Rich? What's your what's your takeaway? God, it was just fantastic. I mean, uh, I think that I came in telegraphed a little bit. A thing just to like connect it back to Dark. When I recommend Dark to people, I try so desperately to get them to watch it without telling them it's about time travel, right? I, I think that revelation is like so critical. So knowing that coming in, I think I like clocked the move pretty early. And right. it wasn't revelatory to me at all. It just was so evocative of all these films that I love that are kind of musings on childhood, you know? I'm thinking about things that are like generally though a little bit melancholy stuff like like my girl or like bridge to Terabithia. And I think so often, even like wonder years to an extent, they hone in on that pang of emotion that feels so like overwhelming and palpable when you're a small child in that way. And this was such an inversion of that, right? It opens with this girl saying goodbye to all the old women. And then it closes with what's effectively a hello of like, I'm meeting you for the first time, really in this like really powerful way that connects with the dark dark grace i just loved it like it made me feel like the kind of film that i loved when i was like 11 years old in like the early 90s already lamenting the loss of my childhood in the 80s if that makes any sense it just was so i don't know emotionally kind of transcendent it really took me away it swept me up and it was beautiful it was striking like no score the quiet background like gosh fantastic yeah, I think I think it certainly has these like dark parallels in terms of, you know, meeting 
a person who, you know, this one a little different than it like, is you certainly we could talk about like Charlotte Elizabeth's relationship. Like it's certainly, it's not the exact same, but there are like some parallels. The idea of like, yeah, meeting. Um, I love that they're played by twins. They look so much alike. I love that nobody comments on that. Either. <laughs> like neither Nellie's, uh, uh, neither like the grandmother or Nellie's dad are like, you guys are basically twins. I kind of love that. They just like, don't acknowledge it. Um, but yeah, this like, family can and trying to figure out your family through through time travel this time travel mechanic um and just getting to know basically she gets to know her mother i just think it's it's so lovely and i i think i've you know at that age that um where nelly is so aware of the world and also not aware of the world in many ways at all right and so can pick up on i love the scene when they're driving away from the from the hospital and Nellie is just feeding her mom. Like it's like a piece of food. And then it's like the juice box. And then she puts her arms around her, like can obviously just sense that like, she's not okay. And that's when her, where her questions are, are asking her, like, does it feel weird to be here? Like, are you sad? Um, and somehow her mom not being able to be there to actually like do it. And then her getting that experience um, with the younger version of her mom. It's just so lovely. Ariel, what was your takeaway when you rewatched it? What's your like headline? yeah it's such a lovely like meditation on on grief like rich was saying and i think the the idea that like the feelings that they are both having really right because they have the thing in common not only are they played by the same actress or excuse me by the by twin twin actresses uh and look exactly the same but their characters are also dealing with the same loss of their like respective grandmother so i think them having each other feels great but the the idea that the emotions about the hard stuff quote unquote the big adult stuff feel to a child certainly i mean to us adults too but to a child as unknowable and crazy as the stuff that this movie is dealing with as like a sci-fi you know movie like time travel feels as crazy and unknowable as death right so the idea that like as a child you would kind of experience those those emotions you know the metaphor of the emotions you feel for one track for the other and i think it's so smart to to have the movie be grounded in that way in the same way that we talk about dark being like really grounded emotionally obviously you care about these characters in a very small amount of time it feels like in the best way for me like a short story and i think the best short stories do a good job of building like an entire universe and giving you like a small taste of a thing and then it's over but it feels so much bigger than it is i think i think this movie does that that's exactly what nelly says right those are just short stories she tells her dad like i want the whole thing and i love that in this short story they do it i've been i keep talking about the economy of storytelling i mean especially given primer last week which is such another like just tightly told tale but i think in a really great way it articulates the fleeting nature of time right how like precious it is and how fast it goes and the way it just slides through your fingers at the end at the beginning and the whole musing of like the grandmother whose name i'm not sure we get oh yeah it doesn't matter though the idea that like you know marion is telling nelly like oh yeah she she always talks like she's gonna die tomorrow and the presumption that like she spent then the next 20 years since just doing that same thing trapped in that same loop unable to like be present in the moment for this looming fear of death in the future in a way um it, it felt really powerful like that and to the dark of it all like you know, it can be dangerous to try to extrapolate real world philosophy from fiction, uh, from pop fiction, right? But I think one of the things that can transcend dark and that resonates with me as a human who is alive is that whole vibe of like, you never really know your parents though, right? Like you never really know your parents and like, but you could and you do and she does. And that's such a beautiful thing that none of us get to like imagine like, to know your parents when they were your age in their life. And especially that she comes in aware of this, this window of time before the surgery where you built the hut. It just worked really, really well, uh, like greater than the sum of its parts. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there's a few, there's very few scenes, but there's the scenes, um, the scenes with, Nellie and her mom before her mom leaves. So basically that like first day where they pack up the the home, um, the care home stuff, and then are going to head to her mom's house. It's, I mean, it, I love them all basically. I love um, 
they're looking through these um these like old books like notebooks seemingly um that that marion had and i just love nelly has such a um she's so quiet and like you it, and i think in a lot of ways you would think that she's like timid or shy but she sometimes she just cut, like cuts so deep uh there's a lot where she's like you're not a very good speller huh you're a good drawer but you're not a very good speller i just love it like the the realness of a child being like that's very bad spelling mom it's very it's very good she's and, got conviction right uh yeah. yeah in her delivery i mean just a really good actress i think both of them are like so mature for these kids yeah. this is their only role uh from what i could see uh so yeah but um yeah they're very good and then so the scene where they're gonna go to bed and and um uh she talks about how um i love it what she says um, I was always afraid of what would come at night and she asked her and then she just says like, Oh, it's just child stuff. And then she kind of like leaves and then comes back and, and tells her that like, yeah, she would see this like black Panther at the end of her, her, her bed. I just like them connecting. I'm like, she calls it child stuff, but then she's like letting Nellie in. And then basically for the rest of the movie, we only ever see Marion as also a, a kid. Um, I don't know. I just, it's yeah, just, I love, yeah, I love Nellie's response there of, She's like, I'm a child. Like, that's interesting to me. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. There's so many funny moments between them. Um, like that really I think that's the stuff that that caught me off card this time on a rewatch was just the I mean, obviously they're twins, so there's just like real chemistry between them in real life, but the idea for the characters of this mother-daughter bond both before and after, like Nellie has a slow realization and then she shares it with Marion and then the like the their ease of communication that they have and that they share and and they make each other laugh and the stuff with like uh you know them cooking and it's just like really funny to watch them be so ridiculous and be like genuinely funny to watch and they spit out the soup oh god the soup yeah it was very childlike but the soup thing was a little too much for me rich it was a little too gross (laughs) i talk yeah it was a lot right i I talk about sometimes like you know some of these performances like there's something so effervescent it's it's transcendent of the medium a little bit right like them laughing together flipping crepes all over the kitchen and like the soup thing like you feel it you feel that real connection between them I'm sure is enhanced because they're related, but it just was so kind of charming and, and transportive. Like it really brought me back to this kind of sense memory of childhood in a way that like not a lot of stuff does. And the whole tone um, in the outside, right? I mean, like Nellie will bring the kind of leaves to decorate the hut and they're all like autumnal. They're right at that edge of like end of summer. They're still green, but like they're just turning and there's something to that palette and, and the way it evokes like this nostalgia of summer as a child, but then fall, which is kind of like an ominous his time in the beginning of the end of things it just uh there were all these little things there that i think were like nuance that really worked uh they like leapt out of the screen for me yeah i think that you talked about like the the scene of them hanging out in the because i also love that this movie is kind of timeless like th- this could have been early 90s this could also be 2020 her wardrobe is so 80s like nelly's coat with the stripes i'm like i had that coat she's wearing like brown corduroys like yeah yeah, nelly has a sick overall game i have to yes yes Um, (laughs) but i i the that piece of it like i i i feel like like what is nelly gets to connect with her mom in a way that you talk about you never really know your parents as you can tell her mom is grieving is having this tough time in a way that you know i think nelly certainly misses her probably misses her grandma but it doesn't really come up that that much uh in terms of um you know how much time she spent with her grandma or what her grandma like provided with her i think the closest you can get is just how much it seems like her grandma and i think you're right rich i don't think we ever get the grandma's name i know nelly or marion's grandma is named nelly but i don't know that we get grandma's name but how she you know when she you know folds the tie like the tie and when they're lighting the candles these are little moments where you can tell there is a closeness the other thing too is when she first sees her grandma lying in the bed and then later she's going to go back and like lie in that bed at home like there clearly is a closeness but really for me like i think that that those scenes are really beautiful of like nelly getting to be with her grandma but i i think like what i love the most is is 
what is Nellie getting out of this? Like, for, it is cool to get to know, you know, her her mom at this age. Like, I don't know what my mom was really like, you know, at, at you know when I like as a small child. You know, it just it's such a fleeting time. And when you're a kid, like, why would you think about your your parents in that way? But you get to experience and live through it. But I also feel like it feels like she's helping her mom in this way that is so unexplainable in terms of like how is it how would it possibly helping Marion when this thing doesn't even happen for years later. And one of the things I would love to think, talk through in the episode is the thing I, I like to think about with dark. And we talked about last week with primer is like, what kind of time travel movie is it? And so at the end, when she comes back and she's like Marion, and then she says Nellie and they hug. And the fact that she's like named Nellie is, does Marion know this happens and that's why she has to leave. That's how I took it. Like, I don't think that she felt like if she stayed, it would be weird. But I think the fact that she experienced it, that Nellie, uh, Nellie tells her as a kid that her mom yeah. had left. So she's like, okay, I should leave because right. her mom was gone that whole time. And I think on some level now on the other side of it, she understands that it's just a cleaner thing, like for her daughter to get to know her separate from the older mom and like that way the connection be more true because she's like simultaneously missing her older mom but getting to know her younger mom like it just feels right on a human level for her to be like i i gotta get out of dodge uh but i think the simpler answer is the is the knowledge thing what i do think, you, think Rich, it, yeah. you know it's like an almost ambiguous ending i think you can read it but i but i read that affirmation of recognition in them clearly like that's seems to be more where the scale is leading and i think it's like you know why not both things like i think ultimately this woman lost her mother right and marion really probably is grieving and like crushed by all of this and if there is an awareness of all of it to like that extent like she knows like okay I'm going to empower us to have this moment, right? Like she will go off and create this bond that it will be deeper because of it. But also like, I can't handle this. Like I really can't do this in the moment, right? Like in that way that we learned in dark that like the pattern repeats, right? Like she always was not going to be able to stay. Right. And so there's not like a beginning or an end. We're not talking about a cycle per se, but I love the way that in this very darkian fashion Nellie's able to like empower Marion as this child and be like you know you're going to be okay like you're scared but it is going to be okay that you're going to the surgery I literally like, know it will be okay yeah and like you're <laughs> yeah. going to have me when you're young but like you want me and it's and all of this all this stuff you know like uh I, I I don't know I think it's a whatever happened happened movie and I think it's so elegant that we don't interrogate the fiction any more deeply than we need to to like get this overwhelming sentiment out of it because that's like the strength of what it's doing it knows exactly what it wants to do and it does it well right i think the idea that they are able to be there for each other at the same age about very similar issues loss uh is important to me and important to the characters like important to Marion in this case who does leave and I think to your point Richard absolutely is that partially also of like her realizing that she could never she can't be there for her daughter in the way that her younger self could and she knows was so it's it, and it's crazy to think about her the mother's uh the mother's experience through her whole life like knowing when her own mother is going to die like this is all lovely that they got to connect but like it comes at a cost right like this the price of knowing when her own mother is going to die and then the idea that she's been sad this whole time basically waiting for it to happen and that she was forever changed when she met her own daughter in the past and then now her daughter will be arguably on the one hand marion will probably be fine now that it passed now that both her own mother died and that part of her life is over. And now her daughter is on the same page as her as far as this like crazy experience. She might be healed. But now her daughter is now changed. Because how will her daughter now go on and live in the world knowing this? I think it similar to the way it changed the mom. It fundamentally will change her. And I think that's an exciting, uh, interesting thing to just like think about as far as the future of the character. One thing I do, I do, I, I like the read though of like, 
I mean, I guess I guess it's knowing that when Marion, adult Marion, leaves, it is to give her own childhood self a friend after her grandma passes away and also giving her daughter another moment to share with her mom. I re- that's like incredibly beautiful. I also hope that it's like, you know, in some way it's like, if you don't leave and you mess up the, th- like it's so, it really doesn't tell us any of this, right? Like it really, this is all just like you interpret it, how you want to interpret it. But the idea that the only way to give her self, her childhood self that moment is to leave during the time where they're cleaning out the house, right? Like she has to leave or else mm-hmm. like the the situation, the scenarios can't be, can't be the same. Right. So I don't know. I love that. She's basically giving something to herself, but also she's giving this like thing to her, her, her daughter, right. She's letting her daughter spend time with her, with her grandmother as well. Yeah. I think in that way, it's like very explicit, right. That like, if you have the read that they, they see each other and know each other at the end, which I do, then like she has to leave. Right. Because it is like, so kind of formative for both of them as they leave the hospital and we first meet Nellie, that whole opening scene of her going to say goodbye to everyone. Horrible. Right? It's, it's, it's yeah. a little, I forgot. It. It's just like, they don't say anything else. They're all just like, okay, bye. But, but like <laughs> the idea that like she didn't get to say that to grandma. And so right. now she's going to say right. it to every other old lady on the way right. out of the drawer. Like right. there's something beautiful about that. Right. And they talk about it in the car. Like, well, how would you have said goodbye? Or why? You know, <laughs> so it's yeah. great that like they do get that moment and she is grace, like giving them this gift in that way. Right. Like it's this transcendent moment that like, you know, presumably why I think it's like so wonderful and optimistic is because we come out of the end with the supposition that like they know each other. Right. They're like friends in a way that like I could never be friends with my parents. And that's that's enchanting to imagine. It is fairy tale stuff of like, yeah, getting a little girl gets to hang out with her mom, like at the same age, like it's the same age and she looks just like her, just like, and they get to act. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything. Now you want to get mixed up in the family business, introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The acting stuff, Grace, it's is so, good. so funny. Gosh, yeah. So good. Dude, it's funny. I... I've read a lot of, you know, I read a lot of interviews with, um, we haven't, I haven't mentioned the director, um, uh, Celine Sciamma, who is, I just love, I love all of her work. She has a, um, a movie called Tomboy. And then obviously Portrait of a Lady on Fire, I feel like is where like most people know her. That's where I learned of her. And a lot of her stuff is very queer. I think, uh, herself identifies, um, as, um, uh, like a lot of her, the movies that she does is like uh, gender fluidity, sexual identity, uh, female gaze. And, and this is like in, and mostly about women. And so when I heard this movie was coming out without really knowing anything about it, I definitely I thought it was going to be queer in a way that it, it actually like isn't really. Although I do feel like in the acting, scene, I do feel like um, I do love the performance of, of these of these kids. And I do feel like um specifically nelly does have this like i honestly i was like i i don't i can't tell if it's it's a a boy or a girl when i first watched it and obviously i know now and i know the actress is a, a little actress who plays her but i also feel like in the way that she's like exploring like gender in the in the play of like trying to tie a tie and and the hair back and slicking it back um it's very subtle it's like you know and you come like I, I think if anybody looks at this film and doesn't read it that way it's entirely about like family i, I mean, think it's like it's I, 
I yeah. fully clocked it, Grace, right? right? It's like the cis hetero guy, like I totally clocked that. Like I'm I'm joking, but like she's wearing my wardrobe when I was eight <laughs> years old. Right. Like literally right. the brown and the, the, and the coat. And then that moment, you know, the acting, I think it's really hilarious, Ariel. Like it's very charming and funny in the way the kids are charming and funny, but it's also so like endearing as they get to like that last scene of like, you know why? Run away with me. I love you. You know, like there's something there and and to the dark of it all i couldn't help but be like raise an eyebrow at least like i got that read grace at least as as like uh yeah i think that's for me that feels mostly just like probably a a celine um scam like a thing of like yeah just like because honestly i come away from it being like who cares it doesn't really you know it doesn't matter because like that's just like yeah gender identity that could that's nilly's like you know gender expression is like overalls and cozy sweaters which i absolutely love so i'm like that's amazing um so i don't know how much of it it, it's there but um uh i think it is and and it and it and it isn't to a degree but um the the play is if i love when um marion is is running down the list of the roles that uh, nelly has to play like you have to play this one and this one and this one and, and nelly's like well you have to play that one he's like nope there's a scene with the accountant and the lawyer so you have to also be the lawyer i think it's so funny it's so cute they're both very assertive i love that they like never they don't like really but the conflict in this movie is mostly like the looming dread of it being over you know which is like yeah. that is the idea of grief in itself um, i mean here's a yeah. question though for you both like ariel did you maybe on your first watch it would have been more poignant certainly at a rewatch but did you at any point have a sense of like oh no her mother is not coming back like because because as we get towards the middle of it when mm. we have like the sleepover scene and the birthday and and nelly is like talking to marion and there's that marion asks her like are you afraid that i'm not gonna come back mm-hmm. like and and i was like oh my god like this movie's gonna crush my heart at the end isn't it like i definitely got into that space so seeing her at the end was like a powerful relief for me and i don't know if i'm alone there no i think for sure i do remember at some point having a fear about that like what does this again to like the cost of it all like what does this interaction through time mean like a lot of times in these stories we get like a a there there is a there is a price to pay for this kind of thing you know not not even just an eye for an eye but just like one thing one thing in one column takes away one thing in another column whatever by by whatever this like supernatural power is uh so i think for sure it was it was a possibility and then but to this point about the conversation they're having what i think is fascinating especially is so many times like in this example that you said with like the are you scared that i'm not going to come back they were talking about like there was all this uh there were the dual layers of are they talking about themselves in this current form or are they talking about the like relationship between her and her older mother because it could a lot of the dialogue fit for both and it was just kind of fascinating to track the multiple meanings that they were having in each other i think the dialogue in general was just like so incredible the dialogue is really good. I mean, the thing that hit me, the, I think that like is the saddest read of it. I know you were talking about this idea that like, yeah, she's going to know in her Mondays, but uh, Nellie tells Marion, I think that my mom is a sad person and I wonder if it's because of me. And the fact that Marion, if Marion knows, like remembers all, because the one, the one piece that like, I think it's interesting to just like, I, in many ways, I do think like it's, you're right, Rich. It's not worth, uh, the, the, the fiction is not worth like poking a hole at, but the dad not remembering the hut. And is a thing that like, I don't know. It's, it's not really clear. Like if he ever lived there, cause he has all these books. He's like, I'm wrapping the books, right? Like it's, it's really un, un, at one point. I, th- I remember the first time I was watching, I was like, is that actually like her uncle or something? Like, is that, not I her thought dad? it was like a brother also the Marion's brother right off the rip when they first come to the house. But I think that like Nellie like dresses him down at one point and she's like, it's not that you don't remember, remember. you just don't listen. I know. Right. And he's like, yeah, you're right. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, and I yeah, love, like, I love sort of the idea of like she talks to him in a certain way because she is empowered by the relationship with like her, her younger mom. It's really interesting. Yeah. I love the, I love also like the dad. I love the moment where they shave his beard um, oh, yeah. because it's clearly like she says like, 
oh, like you're going to let me shave your, as if it's something that she's asked to do many, many times. And he said, no. And I feel like he's at such a loss as to what to do in this moment that he's like, I'll let you shave my beard. Like, let's do this thing. I think it's very sweet for a man who's like, you know, that, that thing of like a father who doesn't actually, you know, quite know what to do. Like not everybody, you know, there's not a rule book for being a parent, you know, um, I kind of love that um so but it to go back it was very was sweet, sweet, sweet. But i hated it i hated it, it you don't sad. like it when he shaves his beard this massacre it's just like leave it alone please i yeah. like the beard too ariel yeah it's a good beard um but i think to the point of like whether or not she remembers or not but this other piece is that's a huge thing to like basically live with you're of like my daughter is going to think that 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 me being sad is because of her and that's it's really interesting to think about how that because that's not like something that the marion knows and can ultimately course correct because if you basically course correct it then the moment will never happen where she gets to, right oh, like yeah the most so, bittersweet yeah. sentiment to me is this notion that marion's like you didn't make me sad like yeah I and the unspoken part is like i just am sad right as like an eight-year-old kid and i'm going to be sad when i'm 30 and like god that felt very relatable in a very frightening way you guys <laughs> i know this movie is like i feel ultimately like you called it a warm hug Ariel, but there is like there is some stuff in here when you look no like, there's yeah some really biting uh incredible moments like again i'm calling out the dialogue that that scene that we keep referencing where she says uh you're not always glad to be around to her mom and she right. says i don't think it's your fault and then nelly says i sometimes wonder and then marion says you didn't invent my sadness and it's just like yeah such simple sentences that carry so much weight and are so beautiful and Again, this idea of Marion living her whole life, she was like activated in this moment. She was enlightened in a way. And then she lives her whole life. And I just love, I love this, this idea of her coming back from this, like uh, older, older Marion, like now returning to her relationship with her daughter and being like free from this, like self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. And like what the possibility could be for the rest of her life. Yeah. Okay. So here last week I presented a segment called, but what if it was dark, which <laughs> is, I think, I, I don't know if I articulate and I think I have had a bit of an awakening that imagine Baron Bo, Adar and Yante Freeze, like the premise of this film, the, the, the most skeleton version of it is presented to them and then they make the film and so it's a German film. They can use the actors from dark uh, in anything you want. Who, who are you? To me, the, the idea, I, I kind of love that there's the idea that it's like, it's the forest, Rich. I don't know if this is like, uh, I feel like this is relatable to you, that. It's kind of like the forest that is like, there's no, there's oh, no yeah, the item. forest is La Passage. Yeah, yeah. It's just the passage. Right. So it's just, you go to the forest. And so for me, the, like, you know, I know that, that these are not two women characters, but like a version of this, that's like Mikkel and Ulrich, I think and you cast, uh, you know, uh, someone who looks like Mikkel or you just, you know, whatever, uh, feels like to me the first thought I had, but I'm wondering, um, if either of you have thoughts, how is this dark? Is this segment? How idea, Rich? is this dark? I definitely thought Mikkel and Ulrich, right? Yeah. Of like, they have a little bit of the missed ships, right? Yeah. This, that's where I mean, we're like, look, after watching dark and deep diving it in the way that we have, and especially then maybe on the heels of Primer as well, like coming to this, it did feel very uplifting to me in a way. Like it ends <laughs> on an optimistic note because like if this were dark, yeah, it's just like terrible. Like Nelly yeah. goes back and Marion drags that like branch out of the woods and his her in the head with it right and like, <laughs> yeah like, she's got to go to a surgery when she walks back to the house but i do think mickle and ulrich is there in the way that like mickle goes back and meets like even high school ulrich yeah. uh, who, like high right. school arena really who's right. like get the f out of here nerd you know what's with your clothes like i i think that's pretty spot on sure um yeah sure i i can definitely see uh this being Marion's husband slash Nelly's father like villain origin story where he's like upset that he had to shave his beard so oh. he like tries to figure out how to go back in time and destroy <laughs> the origin which is possibly his wife or his daughter oh my god <laughs> husband is Adam oh man <laughs> uh-huh the beard was covering up some of the face scarring and now it's visible so if you go I mean if you if you go keep the feminine energy sorry Philly you go 
Oh no, I just was gonna say he did give me big Peter Doppler vibes. Like he I don't know if it's just like vibes. the dad with the daughter alone living through like a hard moment, you know? Yeah, but really like big Peter Doppler vibes. Yeah. Uh, I like the moment with the string as well. I love, uh, yeah, she wants this. She's a very nice string. Uh, she does eventually get it for her hut. Uh, and also uh, complaining about him smoking. That was very funny. Um, <laughs> when he's like, do you mind? I'm just, I'm just well, I didn't <laughs> a cigarette. He just opened so a window. European, right? Like there's certain things about the house, the secret yeah. like compartment, and even like the layout. It felt very like Conwald house. We got it, right? Like we know yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. how that house is built by the end. But the smoking thing killed the area. Like, do, do you mind while you eat? You know, <laughs> And he's like uh, trying so hard to keep it to keep the cigarette like outside the window, yeah, yeah, but the smoke yeah. is very oh clearly getting in. The moving the dresser and then having the old wallpaper and then going to the other house and the, it's still the wallpaper. I really just as an aesthetic really? choice and just a yeah. way to convey uh, which house we're in was really really smart. Um, I think the other you know if you want to keep it as le petit mama instead of uh, Ulrich would then become le petit papa. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh um you know i'm thinking through i mean certainly sh uh charlotte elizabeth although it becomes much weirder i think uh uh in this story i think um there could be some regina claudia uh ness to it also she regina it's regina who gets sick um is is there and then i was like marta katarina the only problem with it being marta katarina is that the grandmother now has to be uh helene <laughs> Yeah, no good. No, no good. Guys. No, no good. You. A lot more bruising in this movie. Yeah, that's right. I, I definitely had unknown vibes. Again, like the first few minutes of this movie, knowing we're getting to some time travel space that is we're dealing yeah. with like grandma's gone, here's mom, here's the daughter. I mean, in that way, it's very clearly um kind of exploring these aspects of like femininity, right? Of like the traditional, like the mother, the maiden, the crone, Game of Thrones energy, like uh but 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 nonetheless, I was like at a point of like, okay, how does this kid become her own mother? Like that's clearly <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's very much so. Like in that extent, like I thought there would be a like Nielsen family loop where it's a closed system at some point, you know? Yeah, but it's not. I just love. I for me, the thing that I love the most. This is probably. I'm trying to think, but the lightest sci-fi I think I've ever <laughs> I've ever seen. I think it's actually built as a fantasy film rather than science fiction, um, which I think does make some sense. I think like the idea of the forest just being a place where you could run into your mom at eight years old, making a um, you know a hut in the forest and makes a lot of sense. Band, and that's how you can tell yourself apart from her. That's right. That's right. I know it's funny. They have the ponytail, but then they have to uh, do. And the way that they're so like, I don't know, the scene where they where it's it starts to rain and they run back, and then um, Marion is like, "Give me your coat." It's hangs up the coat. It's like, "Take off your sweater." Oh yeah. yeah. Here's the towel. Oh, like they're man. so like, even like making the the like cocoa, like the hot chocolate with the milk that's like boiled on the stove. Like mm -hmm. uh, I just, there's just so much about that's it. That's the whole like love. sequence with like the title card smash cut right in the middle of it. Bah, bah, like, petite mama. I mean, I felt it. It's so wonderful and endearing the whole relationship with them. And to your point of like the wallpaper, it's such a clever device to be able to do it in a really small way and right. convey a lot to us if we're paying attention. Right. Yeah. I really love this film. I'm glad, uh, glad you still like it, and Rich that that you like it. Um, I don't know. It's a, it is a short movie, 72 minutes. I got under Ariel's time impressively from last week. But uh, any final yeah, thoughts on Petit Mama? Primer time. Under the primer time. Yeah. Uh, I I love this movie again. I think similar to I will leave. I will leave with this. Just like how the I'm so glad you picked this, Grace, and just like how. Uh, Nellie grabs her dad's sleeve and says there won't be another time uh, yeah. when she wants to celebrate her mom's birthday. There wasn't going to be another time for us to watch this movie. So I'm really glad that, that you picked it for this. Yeah. Uh, Rich, what about you? Any final thoughts on Petit Maman? Those are excellent final thoughts. Can I steal Ariel? Yeah, you can like, steal that, it. That, that whole notion of like, there won't be another time. Look, that's what lingers with me, right? Like, uh, I'm like the oldest of the three of us. And, and you come to this point in your life that you realize, gosh, like you really do have to hold on to like every instant, every moment, every day, uh, every time you're like going out into the world to interact with the people you care about. Every time you like let the text go by, you don't call back. Like it matters, you know, like, uh, yeah, there might not be another time. Yeah. 
Well, I'm delighted we watched this. I'm excited. Uh, folks, I'd love to hear folks' uh, feedback in the Dark channel on Discord. You can tweet at us if you checked this out. Um, but that is uh, time travel movie number two. As for time travel movie number three, re- oh, uh, MVP, LVPs? I don't think there's really an LVP. Um, MVP is going to be uh, Nelly and Marion. I think, yeah, co MVPs. Right? Half LVP, uh, honorable mention LVP to Nelly for making her. I thought you were going to say the razor blade. I thought you were going to like, you know. (laughs) Well, the other half point to him for bringing it up. I think think Grandma's soup, it sounds like, was a total LVP. Grandma gets an LVP, but I really think that we should give it to the paddle ball. That thing just like completely ripped it hard, bro. That's no fun. The first, I remember watching it the first time and thinking it was just going to be like that small paddle ball game that you get. And then she takes it outside and both times like, oh my God, that actually does seem pretty awesome if it works. Yeah, like, that's, a, that's an awesome old school like, European paddle ball. That thing. Yeah. yeah. And if it hadn't broken, she may not have gone into the. Oh, so true. true. Good point. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so Rich, what are we watching next week? Okay, so I'm really curious to hear what you both have to say about this movie. I believe that neither of you have seen it. Uh, That being said, I was really on the fence. Tenet not being picked has been hard for me, guys. It's been hard. But I have a lot on my plate right now. Ahsoka just premiered. The Wheel of Time is coming back. I don't have time to do the full, like, Tenet justice. And you guys have picked incredibly short movies. So I think I'm trying to stay in keeping with that. It's one hour and 37 minute film from 2014. Lengthy. I know. It's a little tough. (laughs) It's a little tough. I'm putting you through the paces here. Uh Okay. It's a, it's a from 2014 starring Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook of recent acclaim for her wrap up season on succession, uh, which you covered quite diligently, Grace. So I'm really excited to hear you both talk about this. The film is predestination directed Mm. by Michael Spearig and Peter Spearig. I'm going to be straight up. I've watched this movie a number of times. It's really interesting. It deals with some hard science in the time travel. I don't know how I feel about it sometimes. (laughs) And I want to know what you feel about it. I think there's a really good chance that you come back and are like, this is awesome. And I love it. I think there's a potential equal chance that you come back and are like, this is very problematic. Why did you make us watch this movie? I don't think that that's actually going to happen or I wouldn't pitch it, but I really like genuinely want to talk about it with you too. And I'm curious to get into it. So predestination next week. Okay. Great. Um, did I saw their their names? I was intrigued by their names because this is an Australian film. I believe it would probably have Sarah Snook in it, but oh. being involved. But they are German Australian filmmakers. What a perfect selection! You like that, right? right. You like that, right? Yeah. Uh, Tenet someday. It'll be a series. Uh, I'll leverage yeah. my friends into it. I promise. <laughs> yeah. So I would, I would love to do yeah. Tenet with you, Rich. Yeah. Like to perform it? You want to- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like true. I have to be. I I would only want to be the Robert Pattinson. Uh, that's cool i'll be the protagonist dude okay um so we'll be back next week we're going to be watching predestination and at the end of next week's episode we will tell you we have decided what we're doing next we'll keep it no one told me for now but we shall tell you next week so have no have no fear this is milty for steve kerrigan so stop asking what we're doing next (laughs) (laughs) we did it steve we figured it out i promise you steve we we are doing we are doing something i promise you (laughs) But I'm going to keep it a little secret, a little longer for what we're going to do. Technically, we've already revealed it in the future. So that's the good news. That's true. Yeah. Steve can get his apparatus working. (laughs) All right. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, Rich, you mentioned some of the stuff you got going on, but give us the spiel. Where can people find you? What are you up to? Gosh, I'm keeping super busy. I'm on the socials at DM Philly. I'm over on twitch.tv slash DM Philly streaming some D&D with you and our friends in Space Grace. I'm talking about Ahsoka as she has returned to Disney+. Plus. It's been an awesome little premiere. The Wheel of Time is about to premiere September 1st. We got a whole slew of podcast coverage there. I'm talking King Arthur uh, with a man called Prez for the Winter King. So I am keeping busy out there. Ariel, what about you? I am covering the after party with you, Grace and Jess, covering movies with you, Pushery Caps Theater, Gran Turismo, which is a movie that's a lot like this this movie that we just talked about. It wasn't. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) And uh, also covering. There was a car. There was a car in this movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> that keeps it very similar. Uh, I am on the R is formerly known as Twitter at that other Ariel. Uh, in addition to everything, my lovely co-hosts have already plugged for me. We wrapped up our Heartstopper coverage this week, so you can check that out. Covering Heels with Stan C, uh, the uh, winning time on HBO with Jason Reed, and we'll have some What We Do in the Shadows coverage as that season is wrapping up. I'll be doing that with Lindsay Wilson. Um, in the meantime, I'm on socials at High From Grace or at Go For Grace. We'll be back next week. We're watching Predestination. You should watch it as well. Until next time, Ultima Fist Bump. Ultimate Fist Bump. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.